Welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast, hosted by Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job as the head of physiotherapy and rehab at the Leeds Rhinos, just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously been with the Leeds Rhinos for 10 seasons, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes within professional rugby, international football and professional dance, alongside running his own successful private practice. Andy built the New Grad Physio to help new grad physios, sports therapists and sport rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive new grad physio. As a new grad, there are specific challenges you will face during those first few years, and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. Enjoy the show! Hi, it's Andy, and welcome back to the New Physio Podcast. So my episode this week really centres around prescription of exercise and knowing really when you've actually prescribed the right exercise for your patient. So I get a lot of emails and I get a lot of questions almost almost daily about patients, about athletes and about the from the therapists that are that are working with these guys and are asking me questions about specific sort of exercises and specific sort of you know interventions they're having with their particular patients or athletes at that particular time. So usually they come to a bit of a stumbling block, their patient or athletes not quite progressing in the way that they think they should. And then they have some questions that they want to know, which is great. And I love sort of answering these questions. But my response, almost exclusively all the time, is, you know, when they ask me the question, have I prescribed the right exercises, is I don't know. And the reason I don't know is because usually at the time of them asking me, I don't have enough information, you know, subjective information, enough objective information from their actual assessments to be able to make that sort of you know, decision and sort of conclusion. So... I thought, you know, some of the questions I get frequently, and there were a couple, particularly over the last sort of week or so before I recorded this sort of podcast, that, that really brought this to light. I thought it'd be an, a, an awesome opportunity to just jump on, jump on a podcast and, and deliver some information about this particular sort of topic. Because whilst I, I don't know if these, you know, individuals have, are prescribing the right exercise at the, at the current time, once we actually get some more information, we're able to make a bit more of a logical decision about whether that, you know, exercise or indeed that hands-on treatment technique is the right you know, intervention for that patient or that athlete at that particular time. One thing that I do know that I'm crystal clear about is that for any intervention that we are doing as therapists, whether that is you know, a hands-on treatment technique, regardless of what that technique is, or whether it's prescription of exercise, it should aim to change something. So whether that's trying to change range of movement, whether that's trying to get muscles working differently, whether it's trying to improve a different a particular movement pattern or dampen down a particular compensation, whether we're trying to build strength, endurance, trying to build muscle, whatever that may be, every intervention that we have should be specific to the patient that's in front of us. It should be aiming to deliver uh, and aiming to sort of fix up a problem that we've identified during our assessments. And the, the best thing for us is that for the majority of these changes, pretty much everything I've mentioned there, other than strength and probably building muscle, which will obviously take a little bit longer, and you're not going to notice those 
you know, those effects straight away after doing a set of, you know, squats or lunges or whatever else it may be. Range of movement, muscles working differently, changes in movement, dampening down certain compensations. You can test those things there and then in clinic. You can do something, you can intervene, and then you can actually, you know, test to see if it's actually made immediate impact. And then you know if you are on the right lines or if you know if you don't get the impact that you want, then maybe you're not. And in this podcast, I want to, you know, to to talk through some really important but really simple things that you can, you know, to ensure that you you know you're on the right track with your patient. You know that you're prescribing, you know, the right exercises for your patient. So one of the key things really with your prescribed exercises, and this is my a, a bit of a change in I guess a little bit of a shift in your, your way of thinking really is with anything that you're prescribing, any say rehab exercise you're going to give to a patient, it should be directly fixing a problem that you've identified during your, your patient assessment. So your subjective and objective assessments are going to go together and, and by the end of that, hopefully you're going to you know have come up with a list of problems and we're going to talk about this in a little bit more depth in the podcast as we sort of get going. The second part of that is that anything you prescribe should be part of a bigger plan. So whilst that individual exercise may be prescribed to fix an individual problem, it should also be part of a, a sort of bigger plan. So what is the bigger plan? So what is your plan to get your patient from their current injured state and all the way back up to full health? And that you know small part of the jigsaw, that particular rehab exercise should be, regardless of what part of that journey it's on, whether it's early stage, late stage or rehab, it should be part of part of a bigger plan. And it shouldn't just be a random exercise, you know, thrown in there, something you've seen the previous day on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or something like that. You think, oh, that's pretty good. It's working like the hip, the knee, or whatever it may be. And you get a patient that comes in with, you know, a problem around that area and you're just throwing random exercises at them and almost this is a this is really probably common common thing that I see and particularly with new grads where sometimes quite easily influenced by by the end result if you like things that look good and not really understanding how these exercises actually fit in to the patients that are actually studying in front of you and if they're not you know in if there's one thing i wanted to sort of take away one of the big points from this podcast is you know we need to be sat sat look at the sort of patient that's in front of you and you know not just you know, sort of follow the follow the herd if you like, where everyone else will do all these sort of flashy exercises and treatment techniques. Because ninety nine out of hundred patients that you see doing simple things really well will fix up your patients. And you know, I, and I mean that. You know, I you know I know so many experienced therapists that have almost gone real full circle with with their sort of skill sets. And I'm not saying they're they've de skilled or it's completely the opposite, but. You know, as as new grads and, and I include myself in this, we we all sort of followed the the same sort of trail in in terms of you know trying to do all these flashy faddy type treatment techniques and rehab exercises, and you know it's taken us a lot of us a long time to get to the point now where we're like, you know, it doesn't need to be that sort of complex. You can have a really simple sort of way of working and do the basic things really well, do the basic things brilliantly. And for you know ninety nine out of hundred patients that you'll see, you'll be able to fix them up, you know, to get them back to full fitness, get them out of pain, and get them back doing the things that they want. So in this podcast, I want to discuss how to link your assessment findings and your rehab together, so you're not in that position where you're second guessing yourself and actually asking yourself the question: Have you or have you not actually prescribed the right exercise for your patient? You will know 
you've got you have prescribed the right exercise and you will be able to i'm going to show you actually how you can test this in clinic so you can actually prove if you're on the right track or if you're not and this all really starts with your your assessment skills so i've talked in in, in previous podcasts about the importance of you know the, the importance of your assessment and uh, sports in the last podcast about the importance of your subjective assessment and how the subjective assessment is actually king the aim of your assessment so if we're, if we're putting those two things together your subjective and your objective assessment is to come up with a list of problems so whilst you know gaining a diagnosis and being able to tell your patient a diagnosis is good what's probably better and almost more important for you as a therapist to help you you know your onward management of this patient is to actually have a list of problems because you can't actually fix a diagnosis. You can't fix, you know, telling someone they've got sciatica or anterior knee pain or Achilles tendinopathy or whatever it may be. But what you you can actually fix is the problems that they've got associated to that sort of diagnosis. So if someone is lacking range of movement, if some of the muscles around a particular joint are not working as well as you want, you can these are things that you can fix and you can change. If the problem with their movement and they're shifting their weight to one side more than the other side, not loading one leg as much as the other leg. These are all things that are causing problems, are you know, feeding into your patient's you know, diagnosis, if you like. But these are things we can actually fix up as therapists. So that, I think that's a really important sort of, I guess, mindset shift, if you like, for, for a lot of therapists is, is yeah, the diagnosis is impo- important. We want to get the diagnosis. We want to nail that. We want to tell our patients that. But in terms of our management, the better way of probably looking at that and the most important thing with our assessment is that we actually have a list of problems which then we can actually sort of work work on really. So if, if one of the first main points I sort of want to make is if you're struggling to, to know and prescribe rehab for your patients, then you know it's probably firstly to question and have a look through your, your current assessment sort of pro, your program and how you actually you assess the patients that you're working with because it might actually be that your your rehab skills, the exercise you're selecting, you know, and and what have you in terms of the actual prescription is actually quite good. But it might just be that you're actually trying to fix up the wrong problems. And that might be due to the fact that you're not coming up with an accurate sort of problem list. And that might be because there's holes in your assessment. So how how the the questions you're asking as part of your subjective assessment or the the test you're doing as part of your objective assessment or the the order you're doing. Um, So it's it's really important that you um, do get get this sort of in, in, in order first and you ensure that in terms of the list of problems that you're getting that you don't actually have an assessment problem in the in the first instance because if that's the case, like say your your rehab skills, the way you prescribe rehab, the way you coach your patients and athletes could be the best in the world. But ultimately, if you're working on the wrong problems, then you're always going to have you know a problem in itself trying to get your patients out of pain and progress along that sort of treatment plan. Hope you are enjoying today's episode so far. Just wanted to take a break and make sure you haven't missed out on Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It will show you five simple steps you need to accelerate your learning and career as a new grad physio. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. It's Andy's most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free just by visiting newgradphysio.com. So make sure you check it out. Now, 
let's get back to the podcast. Secondly, in terms of the intervention, so interventions can be one of two things or both things. You can use your hands-on treatment techniques. You can also use the prescription of rehab to fix up the problems that you're, find, you're finding. So again, for, for most cases, it might be a combination of both. You might find that in the earlier sessions, you might do a little bit more hands-on treatment te- you know, work than you do in the, the latter sessions, which are a lot more rehab-focused. And that will depend upon the patient you're working with, the stage of their injury at, what injury they've got. And obviously, that's going to be very individual and specific to, to each and every patient that you work with. But regardless of whether it is treatment or whether it is rehab, whatever you're trying to do, your intervention should directly link to the findings of your assessment. So for example, if you identified a problem or a restriction in ankle dorsiflexion, so a restriction in range of movement at the ankle, then your treatment technique, then your actual rehab you're going to send your patient away with should directly relate to that. If that's the main thing that you're wanting to work, you work on in session one, you're the main problem you identify for that patient, then your treatment technique, your rehab should be focused on that problem. And it's when when sort of therapists move away from that is when they start to dilute their actual sort of treatment plan, actually dilute the, the patient's own home exercise program. So you might find there's a few problems. So my, I guess, recommendation for that is there'll always be one problem that is of most importance of the priority, the priority sort of area that you sort of want to work of. So your earlier sessions should be focused on the, the big problems. And what you'll often find is by working on the, the big issues, that some of the smaller issues that you've also identified during your assessment will fix themselves up. So just get some real clarity, I guess, on, I guess, what your problems are and then making sure that whatever intervention that you're doing, if your patient was going to turn around to you, which some patients do, why are you doing that? You could tell them, I'm doing this because I am trying to restore, I'm trying to improve the range of movement in your ankle because when we went through the that test or that test in your assessment, if you remember, you had much less range in that ankle, in that particular movement than your opposite side. So patients understand and you can understand and actually um, provide some sort of rationale as to what you're actually doing. So rather than just throwing the kitchen sink at a particular injury, like an ankle and give them loads of different exercises, two or three different mobility exercises and different planes of movement, giving them two or three different, you know, rehab exercises because you you know you saw something again pretty look pretty good yesterday on the, on the internet or you've seen something before it works with your last patient with a similar ankle problem that's not the way that we, we sort of work you want to directly link whatever intervention you're doing treatment or rehab to the actual problems you identified during their assessments and then what we need to do then is to actually test this to confirm if you're actually on the right track so Using a sort of test, retest, I guess, method of working is is what we all should do as, as therapists. So when we are providing an intervention, we have some sort of um, marker to test us again. So this might be an objective marker. So it might be a range of movement. It could actually be a subjective marker in terms of pain. So with a particular test a patient does, you test that, you grade that in terms of a, a score. And then what we do with our intervention, so whether that is treatment or whether that is actually rehab, We'll do the intervention. So we do one intervention, then we retest it. Then we might do another intervention, retest. And that sort of test, retest method or way of working will let you know if they're on the right track. If you do something and they get better, then 
that is, you know, almost confirming that that intervention, that hands-on treatment technique, or particularly on rehab, is going to be a good exercise choice for them to go with and, and do, you know, do that as part of their home exercise program. If their symptoms remain unchanged or maybe even get worse, firstly you need to check that they're actually doing the exercise right or that you're actually doing the treatment technique correctly. Because if you're not, that obviously might be the reason. Um, but if that's not the case and they're actually doing it well, you know, you might want to review your assessment findings or potentially try something different. So what we want is this this way of working makes it really easy and it almost makes what we prescribe the patients we work with, you know, almost like foolproof because we're then giving our patients only rehab exercises. We're not wasting our time also with our treatment techniques because we know what we're doing is actually having the desired response. It's improving our patient's symptoms, whether that's pain, range of movement, changing in particular movement, whatever that sort of may be. We know we can use a test retest sort of method and way of working to confirm what we're doing. So if you're firstly clear with your assessment, you have a good assessment structure, you'll come up with a list of problems. And if then if you're clear on what problems you've got, it's really then easy to sort of cherry pick what you know treatment techniques and exercises you're actually going to pick because what you're going to do is take a list of problems and then you're going to try something that's going to ad- directly address those problems that you've identified as part of your assessment. And then you can use your sort of test recess system, if you want to call it that, to confirm whether or not you're on the right track or not. And then, you know, if that's making an improvement in patient symptoms, you're crystal clear that your patients are going to go away. They're going to do exercises that are actually going to help them. They're going to improve their symptoms, whatever their symptoms may be, individual to them. And they're going to come back for that next session in a, in a better state than when they first arrived. And that is ultimately what we want. We want our patients to improve. And then the, the, the I guess the, the goal then is, is to take them through that the rest of that sort of treatment plan. So some really... Get simple but really important points I've sort of discussed in this sort of podcast. So firstly, linking back to your assessment and, and maybe, you know, obviously have nearly a diagnosis, but, you know, having that, I guess, that mindset that the aim of your assessment as a therapist is to come up with a list of problems and problems that they, then you can, can work with. And then the interventions that we actually use, whether that is treatment or rehab or a combination of both are actually directly linked to these sort of problems. And then finally, when we are using intervention, whether it is hands-on treatment technique, whether it is rehab, it does not matter. We use that test retest system to make sure that we are on the right track and ensure that when we are prescribing rehab, when we are sending patients away from our clinics to do their home exercise programs, they're actually going away with exercises that are actually going to help them and actually going to get them better, actually going to improve their symptoms. And when they're going to come back into your clinic, you know, bounce in the next week, much improved, ready for the next progression of their rehab. If you'd like to hear a bit more about, you know, the way to structure an assessment, how to fix and sort of link your subjective and objective together and how to take all this information and actually be, you know, crystal clear about, you know, how you are prescribing exercises for any patient with any injury, then please check out my course page. So uh, I'll be running some courses. You can find out all the details of these events, so both my lower limb and upper limb courses at newgrophysio.com forward slash courses. You may find a waitlist page, so there might not be course detail actually on the page at the time when you sort of click on it. So what I occasionally do is sometimes I hold exclusive events just for those people that are on my VIP mailing list. So that might be a private invite 
So this is some, sometimes that I don't um, actually advertise externally other than those that are already part of my sort of exclusive mailing list. So if you get that course page, then please join the wait list and you'll hear firstly, you know, of any events, any courses that I'm running. You'll also find some more details about, about the courses themselves, uh, what they entail. And if you do have any other questions or you can't find the information that you're looking for, please always contact me. So reach out to me at Andy at newgrophysio.com. So just finally, thanks for taking some time out of your day to, to obviously take in the, today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you do have any questions, again, reach out, just let me know and I'll answer them straight away. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you've got on, and I'll speak to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to Andy Barker's new Grad Physio podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, you will love his website, newgradphysio.com which is packed full of free content to help you, a new grad physio, sports therapist or sports rehabilitator, overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice, working in the NHS, private practice and sport. Here you can get links to all his other podcast episodes, read all his blogs, find out about his book and his upcoming courses and the new grad physio membership. You can also download Andy's latest free resource, five steps to fast track your new grad physio career. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. Get access to all this by visiting www.newgradphysio.com. The new grad physio was built to help as many new grads as possible. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and even better, tell someone else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned. And here's to the start of your own successful new grad journey.